Hey everybody, and uh, this is my attempt at free writing, free speaking, recording. Not sure how we would label it, but uh, instead of writing, I thought I would take a few moments to answer some of the questions in a format that I'm used to using and like using a lot, and that's podcasting. So thanks for the questions, Rebecca, and uh, I will do my best to answer them. A few of them, not all of them, um, two, four, six of them to be exact. So here we go. Number one, in classrooms where students encounter professional technophobia, what skills are they missing? What do they need for the 21st century survival that they aren't getting from us? This is a really good question because um, when we look at trades training specifically, they're missing out on the collaborative piece of using tech. They're also missing out on connecting what they're learning with what's happening in industry. So many different manufacturers out in industry are creating um, tools, interactive, um, for lack of a better term, videos. Uh, a lot of their documentation is already online in the form of PDFs. Um, if our students are not engaging in technology out in the field, um, then they're missing out on, on a wide range of applications for what they're doing out in the field. And, you know, quite honestly, they're already engaged in a lot of different tech out in the field. And to prohibit that use of technology in the classroom is not only a control mechanism and a power mechanism, it's just archaic. And it's just, it's continuing to create this divide between the quote-unquote real world versus the classroom. And I am uh, of the mindset that what we do in the classroom is absolutely real. And I, and I, I push back against the, the phrase terminology real world out there in the real world because it makes me feel like what we do in the classroom is just make-believe and it doesn't really matter. And in fact, it actually matters a lot. And so when we, when we prohibit the use of tech in the classroom, we're just creating a bigger divide between what they're already doing out in the field and what they could be doing in the classroom. Question two, what are some ways you've helped them exert more control, as she says, over the tools that will come to shape their lives? Well, some ways that I've used is I get this, my students, whether they're apprentices or whether they're uh, students in, from the School of Business, I, I, I get these uh, apprentices and students to begin using tech in, in, a, in a couple different ways. One, PowerPoint, uh, straightforward, da 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 whether we like it or not, we use it. Google Docs, we'll get them to use. I'll get them to do some research online. I'll give them a couple links to, to uh, get them started, but uh, I want them to, to conduct some research, whether it's uh, materials or equipment, or even um, some theories behind organizational behavior, organizational culture, organizational change. So there's lots of different ways that I'm getting them to engage in tech. Um, video from their phone, uh, pictures from their phone. Um, I'll also get them to, to do some kind of um, audio recording. So a bunch of different ways that, that I'm getting them to engage in that outside of communication um, pieces of technology, like you know, the standard email and, and even texting, um, or we'll set up WhatsApp or a Slack channel, uh, for instance, and we'll, we'll get them involved in that, in that method to, 
to broaden their their experience and to help mesh the idea and maybe this will feed into another question but to mesh the idea that we need to expose our apprentices slash students to the idea of critical thinking and collaboration and i i again i'm of the mindset that our students can be technically savvy with certain social media platforms but to get them involved with tech online tech uh google scholar um, even just simple google searches i'm finding that they're not very savvy when it comes to that and so exposing them to that world but then teaching them that they can't they can't just believe everything that they see um and they would agree to that but then to just grab the first two or three things that come up on a search that's not being critical that's not thinking through what they need to what they need to think through and so um that 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 in itself is giving them not just agency in their learning i I believe and feel but it's also teaching them to mesh this idea of critical thinking and collaborative efforts into uh, the technology that they're using question three what non-tech or non-digital skills do you see being taught that students don't need well for instance um longhand mathematics um quite frankly the the example of the calculator that uh Kathy uses in chapter three is still prevalent in some trades classrooms. Uh, believe it or not, where they, they don't want you to use a calculator, they'll, they'll get you to do uh, some of the work longhand, which is just archaic and almost unbelievable. Um, drawing, we, we'll, we'll, we'll conduct uh, isometric drawings and orthographic drawings. And, you know, there are there are methodologies out there that we can integrate with technology that would make that easier or help integrate that with uh, what they're seeing on the job site with 3d modeling we're not doing that we're still doing it by hand with rulers and triangles and you know 60 um 60 uh degree angles and 30 degree angles and all that other stuff so um that's one area that we're we're really seeing the you know the real old hands skills still being used in the classroom as opposed to integrating some some technology to replace that fourthly what about her challenge that if profs can be replaced by a computer screen we should be hmm well i've said it before i think i said it in one of the one of the gatherings uh today being monday in the morning gathering that that you know what there's this thing called YouTube. You know, you can go and learn a lot about different things by going and watching YouTube channels. Now, not everything you see is true and, and correct and the right way to do it, but it, it's there nonetheless. And I have a colleague who taught a level four apprenticeship and one of the students uh, showed up one day in his class and brought up a, a document on his phone and showed it to the to my colleague and and it turned out to be a, a, an exam of his um, that was online and so my colleague was like instead of getting angry he it, it, it became a realization to him that the information's already out there right it's it's already all out there most of it if not all of it and apprentices and students have full-on unfettered access to it so there's that piece. And then the other piece that I often talk about with colleagues and, and other trades faculty is if, if there was a common curriculum across the province where everybody used the same curriculum, 
what would set one institution apart from the other? See, right now we hold on to our curriculum pretty tightly and we, and we claim it as our own and we claim it as unique to our institution, even to our, our trade discipline and even to our very own classroom. But if I took that away and said it was all the same wherever the apprentice would go throughout the province, what would be the difference between our institution and yours? And it really comes down to the teaching. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And so her challenge that if profs can be replaced by computer screens, well, guess what? We kind of already are. We kind of already are. So now it becomes incumbent upon me to learn different methodologies, um, even learning different techniques of the classroom to maybe quote unquote flip it on its head so that when they come to class there's actual engagement and strong engagement in the material rather than just rote learning finally what what are stories about technophobia that stick with you or that i'm trying to figure out this whole idea that we can just turn on a camera and 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 teach if we want to call it that in quotation marks to our apprentices on the other end of a of a of a connection point and expect them to learn the same way they would learn in a classroom and, I, and again i've said this before that you know just because we they were face to face with us in the classroom did not guarantee that they were engaging with the content to begin with what do you think on this good green earth that they're going to be in in connection with you over an internet connection you know if you're going to stand there for six hours and teach i'm trying to figure this out i'm trying to figure out the mindset of well if i just set it up they'll be here they'll stay and all and if and if they even think about leaving i'll force them to stay by doing these these power moves and these power techniques to to keep them engaged I, i'm just i'm really trying to figure this out because if i can i feel like if i can figure that out and find some angle into that maybe Maybe the revolution can really begin. And so those are some things that I'm trying to figure out when it comes to the whole like, technophobia piece of, of what we do in trades training. So I hope this helps. Uh, it, it helps me to kind of speak it out and, and help me process the questions. So thanks again for listening. Look forward to meeting everybody online. Again, take care. <laughs>